part of it. Now, let me just uh, intro our day here real quick, okay? Uh, we did this, I said a few months ago, we call this Soul Check Sunday, and basically what it is is we just want to create space. We want to create a space for you to just kind of maybe do something you don't get to do very often during the week, and that's just sit and listen. Sit and, and just interact with God. Um, now, there's going to be, I'm going to warn you, there's going to be some pauses built in. There's going to be some silences and moments of quiet where maybe you just hear music. I don't want you to think that somebody's messed up just because you may not hear speaking. We're wanting to create some space. As we sing this morning, I want to encourage you. You can sit, you can stand, you can kneel, you can do whatever. As we're singing, you can sing with us. Or you can just maybe sit in silence if God is speaking to you. And in times of prayer, feel free to move around. You can sit there and pray. You can move around in prayer. Maybe if God's moving in you, you want to find somebody to pray with or for, you can do that too. You see, today's about God and creating space and, and to quiet the voices and to still ourselves before Him. You see, it's not about what we do up here on the stage for we are all on the stage this morning singing to the audience of one, that is God. Now, we want our kids to be able to experience some of this as well. So before we dismiss them, they're going to be in here for a little bit. And we want to take them with them to also be a part of these experiences. So what we're going to do is if you have a kid, kids, raise your hands. We have a, a bag for you this morning. There's some colors and some coloring sheets. And there's a, I think there's a blank piece of paper. Save that blank piece of paper for just a second, okay, guys? You can color the other things right now if you want to. But as we start, there's going to be some words on the screen, a congregational confession. And I want you to say these words with me right here. We have gathered in the name of Jesus Christ. We have come to this moment to worship God. We have come to confess that Jesus is Lord. We are not here to be entertained. We are here to encounter the sacred. We are not consumers. We are worshipers. We praise and adore the living God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Open my eyes this morning to see you and to see as you see. Open my ears, Lord, to hear your voice. I surrender myself to you. Amen. As we think about who God is and all that he's done for us, it should move us to a posture of thanksgiving. Listen to Psalm 100. It says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. What are you thankful to God for? What are you thankful to God for this morning? Let's take a minute to just think about this. Now, in your seat, you'll find some paper and a pen. And uh, kids, you'll find the crayons and that blank piece of paper in there. So kids, what I want you to do is I want you to draw something that you're thankful for. What are you thankful for? So take a moment, even right now, adults and kids, and even during this next, next song, just sit and reflect on what you are thankful for. And then following this song, what we're going to do is we're going to share. So we're going to ask you to speak aloud these things. And you can stay seated, and our worship team here is going to sing this song here, we just know as the doxology. God from
What are you thankful for this morning? Kids, if you drew a picture and you want to share it, bring it to me and I'll hold it up for everybody to see. I know adults, this is hard now because you'll never be able to top this. Okay, hold on. Oh, looky here, come here. You want to tell us what you're thankful for? Jesus. Jesus, look at that. I'm gonna give that, that's beautiful. 
Awesome job. All right. What? Oh, do you want to tell us what that says? My mom, dad, and Zoe. My mom and dad and Zoe. Look at that. Awesome job. What you got here? What's that? Thankful for my parents, right there. Nice job, testimony. Good job. Oh. Come here, buddy. Oh, what do you got? What are you thankful for? Water. Me too. I'm very thankful. Look, we drew some water. Awesome, Zane. And we love the glasses, man. Good job. Thank you for sharing, Zane. Oh, like I said, I know adults. Now it's all anticlimactic at this point. So, but what are you thankful for? Health. Health. Amen. Freedom. What was that? Life. Yes. Family. Answered prayers. Forgiveness. Pastor Brent. Oh, well, thank you. Sometimes. Pastor Brent, sometimes. Friendship. Friendship. I see that hand. Privilege to serve God. Yeah. Your children. What else? Keep going. What else are you thankful for? Go ahead. God-given talents. Amen. God's patience with me and all of us, yes. Yeah, we all say amen to that, don't we? Job. Yeah. What else? Joy and peace, yes. Delicious food, amen. And sometimes even marginal food, you know? Sometimes I'm just grateful for even marginal food. <laughs> I think we all know we could go on and be here hours, couldn't we? And still never exhaust the fullness of our great God and all that we could be thankful for. We do have a lot to be thankful for. And as you know, it's the first Sunday of the month and part of our worship tradition here at Ashworth, our liturgy is we have communion. And so one of the things we're especially thankful for is Jesus and the cross. And so today we're gonna come to the Lord's table and observe the ordinance of communion. This sacred feast intrigues us because it is a full-bodied, five senses worship response. We see the bread and the juice, we touch them, we taste them, we smell them. We hear the invitation spoken and the music sung. The drama of the ceremony invites us to participate and respond, which is what worship is all about. There's no such thing as sitting back and being entertained by communion. When we enter this, into communion this way, we allow Christ to invite us into everlasting life that is a new, fuller life of love, joy, and peace. Participating in communion this way becomes a way of saying, I am willing to participate in you, Lord, to be changed forever by this meal. We can thank God that Christ invites us, sitting side by side with one another, to form an intimate relationship with him by taking him in and experiencing him on a regular basis as pictured in communion. While taking communion today, picture Christ offering you his inner life, his personality, his entire self, and then take these elements and enjoy what it means to abide in God. I invite you this morning to come to the table and receive the elements. We have four tables, two in the back and two up front. Take the, come get the elements and then take them back to your seats, remembering that the bread represents the body and the juice represents his blood. Come to one of these tables, take those elements back to your seats and wait until everyone has been served and we will take these elements together. 
Remember, if you're new to Ashworth, for us, we believe this to be a Christian ordinance. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are welcome to come to the table. And if you have kids that are curious and want to participate, they are welcome as well. After everyone has gotten the elements, we'll take the bread and take the juice. The invitation is open. Won't you come? that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he says, this represents my body that's been broken for you. As often as you ate this, do this in remembrance of me. That same evening, Jesus took the cup As he shared that cup with his disciples, he says, this cup represents the new covenant of my blood that is poured out for you. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. As often as you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. We're going to put a prayer up on the screen. And I want you to just pray this prayer with me right here. Lord Jesus Christ, You stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name, amen. to stand as we sing and sit whatever posture you want to take.
worship with Kids Church this morning. So I want to ask you a few questions this morning. I, I love the question, how is it with your soul? And I've been asked that question, and that question has been asked by many folks for many centuries. How is it with your soul? But do we even know how it is with our soul? Usually not. Usually we're not paying attention, or we don't really... We might know how we feel in a moment. We might know, you know, what we're thinking. But how is it with your soul this morning? So I want to ask you some questions and just give you space to reflect. When else will you get this in your life? Nobody's going to do this at your job. You're probably not going to do this at home. Um, But this morning, I want you to think about how is it with your soul? And so I'm going to ask you a few questions because it's not easy to come to that answer. How is it with your soul? Oh, here, here, you know. So here's a few questions to help you kind of unlock and think about how is it with your soul? And you can use the pens and the paper that you have if you want to write down. The first question I'm going to ask you, I'll ask you a question and I'll I'll pause and let you kind of reflect and think. So the first question is just kind of what are the just what's my life like right now? What are the kind of given facts of my life? The undeniable realities, you know, maybe this is my job. These are my kids. This is my living situation. What, what is um, the state of your life right now? Kind of the facts um, and the realities.
Now that's, the given facts of our life are usually what we stop with. When people say, how are you? We're usually like, well, I'm working, I'm busy at work, you know, my kids are in school, and we're remodeling our house, you know. Those, these are the, it's like whatever is just right there, those are the things that we usually stop with. And this morning I want to invite you to reflect deep, more deeply than that. So the second question is, what are the preoccupations of your mind? Like what have you been thinking about? What are the things that are kind of right, maybe right below the surface? The things that you are thinking about or they're on the back burner? Um, what are the things that are kind of just right there that probably want to be addressed or need to be addressed, but you don't have the time or the energy or the capacity? And the answers to those things are, are helpful. But again, I want to take us just a little bit deeper than that. You know, maybe the preoccupations of your mind are like, oh, I'm worried about money, or I'm worried about school, or I'm worried about the situation at work, or I'm worried about my kids, or I'm thinking so much about, you know, how do I get to the next thing that I need to do in life? The next question is asking you to go a little bit deeper. What are your prevailing emotions. And for some of you, those might be way down. But what are, what are the emotions that you, you've been experiencing lately? Um, or maybe are there emotions that are kind of below the surface that you're like, oh, I, I need a good cry, or I need a good laugh, or there's those things that are kind of asking for your attention. What are some of the emotions that you're feeling um, or that are kind of buried that you need to feel? next question is how is your body we don't especially um, kind of in the Western world we don't talk or think a lot about how are we physically feeling um, we don't think about that necessarily associated with our soul or with our walk with Jesus but he made all of you you are a whole person and he cares about your physical body so the question is how, pay attention, even maybe how you feel right now. How is your physical body? Are you well taken care of? Are you exhausted? Are you craving rest? Are you needing to get up and move? Are you needing to play? Do you need to see the doctor? Like what are, the, what are things that um, you're feeling in your body that maybe you haven't paid attention to?
then the next question is, are there any lingering questions in you, questions that you have for God, questions that you're longing to have answered, or things that you're kind of wrestling with and wondering, God, what should I do? Or God, what do you have to say about this? There are questions that you are longing to have answered or you're um, wanting to hear from God about. Maybe take a minute and reflect on what those questions are. You could write them down, hold them. And maybe this is the, the uh, kind of deepest question yet. What are your longings and your desires? It's so easy to be busy, to think about what's right in front of you. But this morning, I want to give you a moment to think about what are deeper longings that you have, desires that you have that maybe you don't even express Maybe you aren't even fully aware of them. You can even ask Jesus, Jesus, would you reveal to me what are some of those longings or desires that you have? sing a song and you can feel free to stand and join us or you can just stay right where you are if you're if there's some of those things beneath the surface that are coming up you can feel freedom to just sit and receive rest listen to Jesus
another pause in this moment some of you even those questions I asked you're like what I'm not at therapy this morning I'm at church you know or I'm not at a spa I'm at church but you know that God made you your whole self he deeply cares about your mind and its preoccupations he cares about your heart and the emotions and the feelings that are in you he cares deeply about your physical body and how uh, you feel and the needs that you have. And he cares so much about the longings in you because chances are he put those longings in you and your desires. And he also cares, and we know from experience, we've done a lot of question asking at this church. He cares deeply about the questions that you have and the questions that are still unanswered or those questions that linger with you, that you walk around with. Is there something that was coming up for you this morning? Just take a moment and pause. Is there a kind of a, a thought or a theme or a feeling that's coming up from your answers to those questions? This might be too vulnerable for some of you this morning, and that's okay. You can just say, this is too vulnerable for me right now. <laughs> but some of you, it's important when we're in community, it's so good to share and to share our hearts and our needs and, and where we are with each other. That's church. 
So I'm just going to give you a few minutes, and if you would like to, or you're willing to, you could turn to the person next to you um, or someone around you and just share a little bit. What, what's coming up for you? How is it with your soul this morning? And just share with each other a little bit. keep talking if you want. We're going to sing some more. Feel free. You know, maybe the singing will help you. Then you can be more vulnerable. You can share loudly, you know, a little more loudly with music.
question is, what has God been speaking to you this morning? How has God revealed himself? He's here. He's not just here, but he is here. And there's something unique about when the community comes together and jointly in community we seek God. He speaks and he's revealing himself to us. What has God revealed to you? You know, sometimes the questions Amy was asking, they're a little frightening, aren't they? They reveal things, and I mean, let's just be fair. I don't want to go that deep all the time. Let's just live up here on the surface. <laughs> Amy's a feeler. She likes that. I don't. Give me some administrative tasks to do. But maybe this task revealed some things that, you know, we needed to see. Maybe it exposed some confusion, some worry, maybe anxiety or fear. You know, the last two weeks we talked about this message series and the end is near. And even that can, you know, create fear. But hopefully we gave us the freedom to lay down some of those ideas about the world that might cause fear. But, you know, over and over in the Bible, we find very real stories of people who struggled with their very own confusion and worry and anxiety and fear. But time after time, the encouragement from God was fear not. Do not worry. Don't be anxious. 
But I think we can be real enough here to say that's easier said than done. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. And this is where you're going to feed back to me now, okay? I'm going to read Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. And then as I read it, I want you to reflect on a word or a phrase that stands out to you, that resonates in your heart. And we may try to read it a second or a third time, and I'll ask you some more questions there. But I want to know, how does God speak to you through this passage? Listen to this passage, Isaiah 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Meditate on that just a moment. willing, what's one word or a phrase that stood out to you as I read that? I'll be with you. Redeemed. Redeemed. What was that, Liz? By name. By name. Thank you. You will not be overcome. Not consumed. Yeah. Anybody else? I'm going to read it again. And this time as I do, I want you to reflect on what God may be saying to you through that and then maybe bring some personalness to us. What does that word mean to you? Listen to Isaiah 43 again. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Meditate on that. What might God be saying to you through that passage this morning? what obstacles I'm going through, He is always with me. Yeah. When you have the obstacles. Yeah. me. Yeah. Isn't that a powerful passage right there? To a, to a nation in exile who feels that God has abandoned them. That is the word of the prophet given to the people who feel hopeless, the people who feel anxious and confused. Is there any more powerful word than to hear God Almighty himself say, I will be with you. You will not be overwhelmed. You will not be overcome because I am the Lord, your God, your Savior. Whew, what a word. What a word. Almighty God, 
we thank you for revealing yourself to us, for reminding us that you are a God who is near to his people. And we celebrate you for your relentless grace that sustains us, your mercies that are new every morning, and reminding us just how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will by any charge against those whom God has bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, neither demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you stand together with me and let's recite together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.